So currently Baylor is beating UConn 39 to 37. Just went to the half. Paige Beckers has 13 points, three rebounds. Um, at one point it started 16-5. UConn was up, and Baylor just adjusted. Um, tonight we are having a returnee, MJ Torres, aka the Food Guy, and. We're also going to be joined for a little while, his wonderful wife, Sarah, and and let's just face it, she is the true king of the castle. Um, they posted a pretty funny picture earlier with, on one, you, you know, you know, it's one of those how it started, how it goes kind of things, where how it started, Michael hung, held up the Breaking Balls t-shirt, and then how it's going. He's not wearing a shirt, and Sarah's wearing the shirt. So, just proves my theory. She is the boss of that family. Um, we're gonna talk a lot of Yankees, uh, some food. Um, to start though, before we bring them on, more girls, more Deshaun Watson being late. Not only is it really, really weird. That a professional athlete needs to go to spas. Um, and multiple, multiple, multiple women. Because the number currently right now is 19. A very good follow on Twitter. Jenny Varentes. She, she talked to a woman. And this woman as of right now. And doesn't plan on filing any anything civil or criminal. She's, you know, she had a unpleasant experience with Deshaun Watson, and apparently Deshaun has been deleting some of the Instagram messages. And as I tweeted out earlier, I don't get why that would happen. These women probably have multiple multiple screenshots, and. She just sold of her time was very bad. Him thrusting his pelvis up in the air and trying to make the magic happen. And apparently he's met with this girl before. And the first time was the bad experience. And then the second time maybe he may have forgot or he just faked that he forgot. And she was like, listen, it's we can do this, but... It has to be professional. And then he just says something polite. And then he never spoke to her again. You know. And a lot of people are still coming out and saying. You know. It's not true. Why do you think the NFL is so quiet on this? And it's just people are trying to do anything. To give him the benefit of the doubt. And let's just play that game. Let's just say all these women are lying, all this proof is faked, and it's just something true in his name, so his trade value gets ruined. Let's play that game. Then everyone looks like shit. You know, does, you know, you know the NFL may say, okay, you know what? Texans, you got to trade him. You know, what? Where we're going to look at the offers with you. And we're just going to get it done. He's up until further notice. If he chooses 
not to show up or something, you know, you we we can work on suspensions and stuff like that, be fair. Um, but we gotta we gotta remedy this. Now if it goes the other way, I don't care if it's just civil. Just because something's civil doesn't mean it can't be bad. No, it just means that these girls are not ready to have their names out there. Because this whole entire process, if their names were out there, these women would be treated like shit and maybe things would be dropped. You know, because people would be coming at them. Um, then in that case, you know, I, I think we got to get to a point where six games ain't enough. Ten games is enough. Let's take a whole year away from these athletes. And they're not allowed to be in the in the facility. They're they're not allowed. They miss a year pay. They miss a year service time, and all that real real life life. Plus plus then, you know, maybe they switch it up to at some point to some criminal charges. So so we can see this man locked up, and if he serves any jail time. That pretty much takes a big chunk out of his NFL career. Let's let's just be honest with you, you know. And it just has to come to a time where we just gotta stop and we gotta think, take things serious, and just people. Take your hands to yourself. Don't touch anybody. Don't try to force anything on anybody. Don't try to make someone feel com- uncomfortable. Whether you're a man or a woman. Or a child, just be a good person. I agree. Um, it's just how how is someone, and I mean anyone, I truly mean anyone can back up Deshaun Watson at this point because you can't. I mean, you, you already got someone, and why would why would Jenny lie about this? Why would she make to to slander? You know, to to get publicity clicks. I mean, come on. You gotta do better. Keep your hands away from each other. Be nice. Don't be don't be a creep. You know, be respectful. And when we say respect women, we're not saying respect those who you find attractive, or those you find, or you know, it's respect all women. Period. So you gotta do better. And I agree. I think a whole year suspension should be. Because it's just, you have to, and I mean, have to set a president that this type of thing will not be tolerated. And when you're suspending Deshaun Watson, who's less and less patient, he's arguably top five, top ten quarterback in the league, it sets a president that no person is bigger than the league. You've got to set that precedent. Facts. And we're just getting closer and closer to opening day. We're approaching the end, close to the end of the night of Monday here. And we have Yankee Baseball Thursday. You know, Tyler Wade, the man, the myth, the legend, is part of the 26-man roster. Michael King will also be part of the 26-man roster. Derek Dietrich is coming back. He's going to go to the alternate site. And Nick Nelson is also going to be part of the 26-man roster. And let's face it, he's better than Clark Schmidt. So we get a, we get a bonus there. So currently, there's a, Yankees have a 25-man roster. 
There's one more spot left. I bet it probably ends up being a pitcher. But if they're smart, put another position player up there. But Tyler Wade, just like Brett Garner, baby, they don't stop. They don't stop. He's a six foot seven nope. little bitch who who couldn't nope. who couldn't play one twenty if his life depended on it. Well Yeah, you got nothing to do, you got nothing. Ha ha ha. The bar is one twenty, so let's hope he reaches the bar. I'm not asking for one forty because I think that's a dream. But I think one twenty should be sufficient. Clown. We are now here with Let's just call him the king and queen of Twitter. Uh, Michael Torres, the food guy, and his lovely wife, Sarah, who, let's also be honest, she's probably the queen of the castle. You know, as, as you guys did your, one of your tweets earlier, how, how, it, how it's going, you know, how it started, how's it going. You know, Michael, will you ever be able to wear that Breaking Balls t-shirt ever again? I mean, I'll, I'll absolutely be able to wear it when Sarah's at work or when, you know, she's on vacation maybe visiting her mom. But, you know, it's kind of like with hoodies and stuff. Once I see them move over to her side, I just move on to something new because I know that she's she's t- state to claim. <laughs> so, Sarah, um, professional sports, you know, let's, let's just be honest. They, by their actions, because anybody can say something. But people base off what they see, right? So let's be honest. Professional sports doesn't really care about women because you know, Araldo Chapman, he was in a situation, but because he throws a hundred plus mile power, he's able to make millions and millions of dollars and play baseball. And even throughout the other three professional sports, that happened. So, um, what do you think should be changed? Do you think we'll ever get to a zero tolerance matter to where no matter if you're Mike Trout or Doug McGovern, you know, low-level prospect, if you do something wrong, if you rape someone, if you kill someone, if you harass someone, you just get done and you're never allowed back. You know, what's your thoughts on all that and your thoughts on the hotline that they're having that way if women reporters feel some type of way that it will be reported and hopefully corrected. I think we're getting better. Like it's getting to where people feel more comfortable coming forward and stuff like that. But I just think that it's so easy to overlook it for, you know, Domingo Herman. Well, he's real good. So just keep him in there. But, you know, really 
just I, insurance always going to be have to be a case by case basis, but zero tolerance really I feel like is the way to go because I mean there's no place for that anywhere, not even in sports. Hey guys, Sarah, uh, MJ, it's James. You know, y'all probably recognize me, Black Rebirth 52. Probably the most coolest guy on Twitter. What's going on, guys? Hey, not too much. Not that cool. Oh, oh wow. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for just, 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 you know the gear the gear for women to wear whether they're the basic pink or whatever or or they're not that great you know what would you want to see done different to where you know it can fit your be your style or just be something better than what already exists in terms of like clothes yeah because, like, you need a website. Oh, pink and girly. 1,000%. Yeah. 
give me sparkles, give me sparkles. <laughs> yeah, see, I think that's another one, man, where it just kind of depends on the person, you know? Somebody just wants the, the all-blue classic Yankee hat, you know? And some people want the one with, you know, daffodils and, and sparkles on it. It's what you want. But then even, like, though, sometimes I want just a T-shirt. Yeah, so it's been that's been a challenge too. You go online, it's like everything is X Facts sparkled, you know, <laughs> braided. It's like, can I just have a blue Jeter jersey? <laughs> can I say both? Is that okay? Of course, of course. What what whatever you like. It's just that we've had we've had multiple multiple women on, and whether it's whether it's NFL dot com or Major League Baseball dot com or NBA or or NHL. When it comes to the woman's shirts or dirt or gear, it's just very basic. You know, it doesn't it doesn't do more. Like for men, there's thousands and thousands of options, or or the women t-shirts suck, or they don't have great women hoodies. You know, and it's just weird that half that and and and, and most likely, women are the ones doing the shopping. They're they're buying the gear, and and it's just weird that. They say half of you, we're gonna give you which one. The other half of you, or the or the bigger percentage, you're gonna wear whatever we tell you to wear because that's just how it has been. I don't know. It's just weird, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. The options are limited sometimes when you're trying to find some, you know, standard baseball t-shirts and and hats. Sometimes they, it's almost like they try too hard to pander to what they think people want versus what people really want. But people are buying them or it wouldn't be in the Virginia store. So there's that too. So I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Um, Sarah, you wore the breaking you wore the breaking ball shirt. I think that's fantastic. And I gotta ask, um, with um with obviously the success with um Emily, with um Emily's show of breaking balls and obviously you guys coming on um what's um what do you think of, like, a lot of, like, women doing podcasting, talking baseball, especially with Emily, who's a good friend of our show, a good friend of you's? Um, what do you think of, like, women having success in the media industry, Sarah? I love it. I think that I would rather listen to a girl talking about baseball than a guy talking about baseball ten times over. Yeah, and that's... Yeah. It's like when it comes to podcasts, I, Emily's, Emily's is my favorite. We were just talking about this this afternoon randomly. It's not, you know, I don't look at it like, oh, well, she's a girl with a podcast and this is you guys are dudes with a podcast. You know, my skin arrow's a guy with a podcast. Like, it's just, I listen to what I like it. And she, her and John and DJ Binging, they put out a fantastic product, you know, regardless of, of who's doing it. I mean, it's just good. And that's my opinion. I think it's, I think it's just a great podcast. They do a good job with it, so. That's that's a hundred percent right, and with us, we try to focus on more women. Like we'll have more women guests than we do men, and that's just because be, before I started this podcast, I didn't know what a podcast was. I never heard one. I wasn't much for social media, and then one one day I. I, I, I just randomly wanted to listen to podcasts and, and I scrolled through podcasts and the majority, like the first 50, were all run by men. And and and, and they all talked to men, not many women. I'm like, why? Why why is it like that? 
And so that's why we started to change it. And it's fun. When when you have a podcast, it's, it's fun. You talk to different people. You get different ideas. And I like it. Agreed. Um, I think one cool now. I want to sell with the Yankees this year. Um, okay, obviously you heard Aaron Judge. You got a cold. Yankee Twitter had the meltdown. Um, like you heard about, you know, Zach Britton being out. Um, you're here. You know, Justin Wilson starts the season. I have Tyler Wade, the useless Tyler Wade. Somehow, some way, has more has more lives than a cat. I do not understand this, but. Are the Yankees good enough to get to the World Series, guys? It's a simple question. Ladies first. <laughs> yes, we always we always think that. Yes. Yeah, I think the Yankees have been good enough to get to the World Series every year since 2017. I think adding Cole helped. I think the weird season last season being short and stuff, but I think the Yankees had an opportunity to be competitive every year since 2017. I think this year's team when they get void back, depending on how long that drags out, is as good, if not better, than the 2017 team because the pitching is a little better, depending on what you get from uh, the, the two new additions this, that we added this offseason. But I think this is the year where we could really make a run. And as of right now, 25 out of the 26 men is basically known. Um, today, Ty- Tyler Wade just refuses to die. He stays on this team along with Michael King and Nick Nelson. So who do you think that 26th spot will go to? Who do I think it'll go to, or who do I think it deserves to go to? Do both. Well, I think that, you know, I'm glad that Dietrich uh, took a minor in the field today because I think he has value. He plays different spots in the diamond. He's, you know, he's got some value there. Uh, you know, I get why Tyler he provides speed and, other things and people think he's really good looking and you know, but <laughs> I like him. But you know, you're gonna need some people who are versatile. So having Bruce and having uh, Dietrich on the team is good. Having Mike Ford you could call up is good. I think that's the problem with the Yankees farm system right now. There's no like guys that are on the cusp of being ready. Like last year we had Clint Frazier, he was that guy. This year there's no Clint Frazier. They've been telling me it's Esteban Florial for the last five years, but, you know, every spring training, that guy goes ghost and disappears. Uh, and then the other guys that you're excited about are just too young right now to come up and make an impact. You know, you're not going to see the Martian for a couple more years. Uh, and some of these other prospects that we have, the, the catcher from Arizona. So I think, it's, I think they're probably going to have to make a trade to complete this team midseason and get some more pieces, lefty bats for the bench. Well, I think that Dietrich should have got a spot. My personal opinion. <laughs> I agree. Before he was let go, I'd much rather have him at first than Jay Bruce. More versatile, can be first, can be outfield. You know, I I don't get that. Why why they made that decision? Me either. Plus, he gave us the ball at spring training. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. It'd be nice to see. Yeah, I mean, be nice, and here we go. That's dope. That's actually really cool. Um, um, my uh, my thing is that I I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I think that Brett Gardner oh, has. God. To, I'm not a Brett Gardner guy. I never, I, you know, 
Nick is holding on to him because he happened to be on the team that won the World Series in 2009. He's great and he hates Clint Frazier. Guys, is Clint Clint Frazier going to play more games than Brett Gardner? Simple question. He better. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Brett Gardner is kind of two years past his prime, and I get that he's a serviceable bench piece, lefty bat, doesn't get hurt, still has a solid glove. Um, but, you know, it's always been the problem that we can't develop our own talent to bring up since Brett Gardner, you know? So um, it, it's kind of, that's where I'm kind of torn because, again, man, that spot could be filled by somebody else on the team who provides value. I just don't know. With Voight going down, that kind of, Made it hard. I thought Bruce over Gardner based on spring training this year. If Voigt's, uh, if Voigt is, doesn't get hurt. See, 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 Michael. I saw what Sarah saw on you because you said a magic word. You, you, you said something that just made my heart happy. You said that Brett Gardner is healthy. Brett Gardner is the healthiest. Healthiest Yankee known to man, and if we probably look into the past 100 years of Yankees, I don't think we'll find a healthier Yankee than Brett Garner. Unless he magically gets hurt for some weird reason this year, you know, just because 2020 and 2021 are just as an asshole, he's gonna play center field, he's gonna play left. Aaron Hicks is probably gonna miss some time. Aaron Judge, Clint Frazier. They're, they're all probably going to miss some time. And who's the old reliable? Brett Gardner. Sure, is he going to hit 40 home runs? No. Is he going to get 100 RBIs? No. But he also doesn't have to. He, if he starts 120, he's going to get you 15 to 20 home runs. He's going to get you 65 to 75 RBIs. And that's, and that's what he's supposed to do. He's also probably going to hit you around 260, 270. He's going to steal bases. And, you know, now, now, sure, is it better if Clint Frazier starts more? Yeah, because he could potentially get 30 home runs more and 90 RBIs plus. So maybe that will be better. But if it's just about their ability. And more times than not, if you call him Brett Garner's name, he'll be able to say, I'm playing. But can you say the same for Clint Frazier? I don't know. Yeah, it depends, man. He's one one run into the wall away from being in the concussion protocol again. You know, it's something that... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, concussion guys are funny, man, because one more hit could be the last one, and you just never know. Um, I think uh, Hicks is going to have a big year this year, but everybody knows I'm a Hicks stan. I love that guy. I think he's fantastic and underappreciated. Very much so. Um, What's the... uh... What do you think is the, um, the, um, the realistic things for the Yankees? Um, is um, more so like injury-wise. Like, what's the over-under? Like, is half the team going to get injured? Is everyone going to get injured? Because we already got three people injured. Like, who's going to be the next guy injured? I'm, I'm going to have to turn this one to the nurse in the room. <laughs> Probably judge. I mean, come on, that's a pretty easy bet right there. I 100% agree. And Yankee Twitter will go into a meltdown. You saw, you. I purposely, as 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 soon as 
James called me on his lunch break and told me something was going down with possible judge. I stayed off Twitter. I chose not to do it because cause let's just be honest with, with what Yankee Twitter partially is. They're a little overdramatic. If 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 the news is reported that that Aaron Judge is late to the ballpark, you'd be like, Why is he late to the ballpark? What happened? Did he get hurt? What happened? Did his did his girl did his girlfriend drive drunk again? Like what's going on? And and there's gonna come a point where where let's be face it, Aaron Judge couldn't play half the season of a sixty game season. So I I think it's safe to say he's gonna run into three weeks where he just cannot play. He's he's gonna be hurt. And that's part of the problem too, because the Yankees might act, actually extend this guy. And they could potentially waste five plus years of hundred and fifty million and eventually people are gonna start to hate Judge because if he's signed this long and not playing many games how many times can we say if he's healthy, you know, before he gets old? That's that's part of the problem where a lot of people don't realize that. The other side of the coin this year, man, is, you know, you could get guys. I mean, the 2017 Judge played a, a good portion of the season. 20, you know, Stan was uh, hit 60 home runs not too long ago. It would, it would be a miracle, but imagine if these guys both play a full season, give you, say, 140 games. You know, I'd be... Uh, and say Hicks, too, because he's 140 games. I mean, do the Yankees not run away with the division if you get that from those three people? Brother, if that happens, we're talking about, okay, we're talking anywhere from 110 to 120-plus wins. We win the division by the last week of August, and Aaron Boone is focusing on the playoffs with a month to go. And, and the Yankees resting a lot of guys and Garrett Cole not pitching a lot. You know, that's the dream. If all that happens. And over the past couple of years, John Carl Stanton has played more games than Aaron Judge. He In 2017 and I think 18, he had back-to-back seasons of 140-plus. Um, and John Carl just has to DH. People have to get over with him trying to play a little bit of outfield. The risk is not worth it. The reward is not worth it. And it's just, I, I don't know. It's But you also said it too. It's that rotation, man. If we can get even 20% of time on Kluber, that makes our season. Because that also puts less pressure on Severino when he eventually returns as well. Yeah, that's another thing, man, getting him back mid-season. I mean, we're gonna, it looks like his rehab is moving along. He's ahead of schedule. Uh, doctors and everybody else has been reporting, so they've been happy. So, so far, so good. James? Okay, so, okay, sorry about that. Okay, so I have, so now, I want to, I want to, I want to transition more so. Um, we'll get back to baseball in a bit. Mark, you're the food guy, Mike. And so, what, so what's new with you and the team? So tell us so, 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 so anything new, because I know you and your wife be doing good in the kitchen, you know, making some food, going all different places. So what's new? Uh, what's new? So I can't tip my hat too much, but uh, a behind-the-dish spinoff 
uh, you know, maybe an interaction series where we're working with actual people who want to see things uh, is in the works. Uh, probably going to see the first episode in the next couple weeks. Um, you know, we've, we've done some filming and some testing because as, as much fun as it is to go to stadiums, you know, especially nowadays, God, it's unsustainable. You're spending an average of to four hundred dollars to go to a spring training game this year. You know, it's wow. fine. It's not sustainable if you want to go to you know every game of the season. It's not like it used to be. So we'll see what happens with COVID. So we're doing some more stuff too to keep the content fresh. So we're going to be doing some of our own food mixed with some of our fans' food and, and our friends' food uh, out there, uh, and we'll go from there. So always working on something, though. It's never it's never just one thing with us. Man, we're always moving hundred miles per hour. Sarah, what are you working on? What am I working on? Eating all my delicious I food. I just eat. Like, I'm literally just here for the food. <laughs> she is. She is literally eating into the profits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's my taste tester. My sign off. You know, hey babe, come here. How's this taste? Good. Worthy. So no. I'm sure she has one, but what's does does Sarah have a name? With the food. No. No name. No name. No name. What's going on here? Why not? The food wife. The food wife. Yeah, I'll just her the food wife sometimes. No, 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 no. Not that. I mean, you you know like how celebrities have a name, their name on a burger or a sandwich or something, something like that. That's what I meant. Oh, does Sarah have, like, her own... Sarah gets all the dishes. That's just it, you know? Like, I don't know if you are paying attention last week, but she just said, hey, I want fish, I want stuff with crab, go figure it out. You know, and she came home, and, and I had uh, bought some fresh flounder, stuffed it with crab, took some stuff from our car, roasted red pepper, uh, coolie to go over it. It was just... Again, man, we work together as a team. Sarah tells me what she wants to eat. I and you make it. Make it or take her to get it. Perfect, perfect teamwork. <laughs> Man, that is awesome. The teamwork makes the dream work. Man, that that's wild. Um, sticking back with the Yankees, um, Sanchez. What? Um, simple question. What do you guys think is going to happen to Gary Sanchez? You go first. You're more of a Gary lover. Well, I don't know who you are, but we have a love hate relationship. Um. He, I think he's going to do good this year. He did really good in spring training. You think? No, I think you that unfortunately think I think that. this broke Gary's no. no. Signing this guy to a long-term contract is going to be a disaster. Um, I, I wish Gary would figure it out, but I watched a lot of his spring training, and he had a couple home runs, which he does in the regular season, but I nothing showed me. From his batting stance to his weird leg kick to, that he's ever going to be able to just focus. It looks like he tries to hit every ball to the moon, and he sh- he's just going to have a bunch of strikeouts. And um, It's going to be a frustrating year to be Gary Sanchez, it is. And if Kyle uh, Higashioshi pitches, catches half as well as he did last year, he's going to lose his job again this season. Because at some point, you can't keep rolling him out there when he's batting 148. This year... I just want Gary Sanchez to understand why he's been benched. Instead of him being a moron, I don't know why I was benched. No one told me. I just came in one day and they said you're not playing. Um, I don't I don't look at stats when it comes to spring training because it's all about 
It's all about the batters getting 30 to 40 at-bats, getting on timing. You know, when I see Garrett Cole getting rocked on spring training, okay, he's probably only throwing fastballs. Or maybe he's just working on his curve. Um, and, and also, if it was up to me, I'd wish every Yankee starter who's going to be in, in the 139 go over, strike out a bunch, never hit a home run, never get an RBI, because that's going to that's gonna bring them into Thursday pissed and angry. So, so, so I was very upset when Aaron Judge hit that home run. I wish he would have went homerless because that would make him hungry to hit more when it actually counts. And I just think too many people, especially on Twitter, they they put too much in this in the spring. They're excited over Herman starts and they think it means something. It doesn't actually mean anything, you know, because because he got rocked in winter ball. And he did good in spring. So what's the real Herman? And Herman didn't pitch too great today. So we, we just got to find out who the real Herman is. Yeah, you know, other than, well, that's the one guy that, that I could kick rocks. Not my favorite Yankee, but I hope everybody else does well, including Gary. You know, I don't want to see anybody on the Yankees not do well. It hurts the team if they don't play well. So it is what it is. You know, I, I, I hope that this season we keep it together. Uh, you know, you get some progress from Clint Frazier. You get better contribution from the guys on the bench like Wade and Talkman and uh, you know, I hope Jay Bruce continues to look the way he did in spring training. I hope the pitching staff comes together. I, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to uh, cheer against my own team. The Yankees just tweeted about them getting on the Delta plane, so they're on their way to New York now. I fly Delta, so good choice. Excellent choice, Yankees. So what do you think about um, Giancarlo Stanton? Will Stanton play health? Will Stanton be healthy? I think if he, if he DHs and they don't stick him out in the outfield too much, he'll have a better chance of staying healthy than if... You know, I know we talked about playing some outfield, but I would keep that as limited as possible. Although, back in 2017, 2016, he was a good... Um, he was a good outfielder. I just I think in, in, to keep him healthy, you got to protect him a little bit. His bat's way more valuable than his glove or his arm. And tell Sarah, thank you so much for being a part of this. She's uh, awesome on Twitter. And the Yankees over under is 95 point something. Do you think they'll go over 95 wins in the regular season? I think they go over 100. might be 102, but I think they go over 100 this year. Why? Is Cole going to win this? Okay, sorry. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Continue. Continue. I'm sorry. Why? Why? Well, you guys, you haven't answered both your questions because I think Cole's going to have a Cy Young year. I think that Aaron Boone's going to win Manager of the Year. And I think that the team is going to stay healthier than they have in the past. I do. I just have a feeling this year they're going to be a little healthier, play a few more games, and that's what's going to put them over. And I think Tampa Bay got worse and, and, and – Blue Jays didn't address their biggest need, which was starting pitching, bullpen pitching. You know what I mean? They need pitching. They signed a bunch of bats. They're going to try and power through it with offense. I just don't know if I think that's the way to go. And why do you think so, they went over 95? Why? Because of, because of the, the team's going to stay healthy. I think that, that that's what's going to carry them over. I do. I think there's this year you're going to get 140 games out of maybe – 
one of the two, Judge and Stanton, plus Aaron Hicks, and that's going to be enough to, to make this team. Plus, the East isn't that good this season. It's just not. It's going to be us and the Blue Jays. The, the Rays on paper got worse, although they're well coached and well put together. Um, so, um, what about Chapman? Chapman always struggles in the postseason. Will Chapman finally get it together? I think so. I like that he keeps adding pitches. You know, uh, he was toying with stuff last season. He looked, he looked uh, good in the offseason playing with new pitches. I think that's it, man. He's not going to throw 105 miles per hour anymore. So once you lose that pep off your fastball, you have to reinvent yourself. Look at people like Andy Pett and C.C. Sabathia who over time lost their fastball but were able to maintain their careers by becoming better jump ball pitchers. And I think this is at that point where – he could do this, and it looks like he's got the control, and he can put the ball where it needs to go. You know, his slider was always good, but if he has four pitches instead of two, it's going to be a lot harder to hit, especially when he can still reel back and throw 100 when he needs to. Even though me personally, I'm glad that he's not a Yankee this year, but over the past couple days, it's been brought to us and everyone else that Masahiro Tanaka got threats. And that's why he left Tampa and went back to Japan. And they were threatening him, his wife, his kid. And that could be the real reason why he's not with the Yankees this year. And, you know, not only is is that kind of good, because if we get him, we're not getting Kluber and Tyone. Um, but it also does kind of open the door potentially for him to come back, and that will make a lot of Yankee fans happy. So, what do you think of that whole situation? I, well, first of all, it's disgusting. You know, it's it's sad in the day and age we live in. I I think that race is weaponized in our world today. People use it as a weapon, and you know, unfortunately, it makes I think it makes the problem bigger. Uh, not smaller, you know, as a country, but stuff like that's just unacceptable, man. You know, if you're, it's 2021, we're decades past where people are smart enough to understand that everybody's just a human being, you know, regardless of what they look like, where they're from, what language they speak, what their skin color is. Like, we're just so far past that in society, it's disgusting that we still have issues with stuff like this. It's just, it's disappointing. Somebody like Voigt so DJ could play first base. 
you know, do you sign Urshela? I think it's the last year of his contract. Um, long-term, you know, he's going to be 20, I believe he's 28 this year, and I'm make him 29. It's a lot of decisions to be made. So, yeah, if he doesn't show improvement, you know, it's going to be the question you're going to have to ask. Because I thought he played a, a better second base than he did a short stop. That's, that's my dream. Um, I would love Corey Seager or Correa at shortstop. You then put Glaber at second base, and then you trade Voight or Urshela. Um, if I had my choice, I trade Voight. That way, you have a dynamic defensive left side. Um, Glaber is better at second, shorter throw, and that would just make the Yankees better, and if you had to ask me between Seager or Correa, and Yankee Twitter might want, might want to put on your earmuffs, give me Correa all day. The, the only bad part about a Correa is he does have back problems, and that's kept him on the shelf for a couple weeks at a time a couple years ago, but when he's, it's, it's just like Judge, and, and he was pretty healthy last year. You all saw what he did in last year's of of the postseason, um, he's really good. He's a good shortstop. He's twenty eight. He, him, him and Lindor, I think, are the two younger shortstops that are going to be a free agent next year, and that's if Lindor does not get resigned. Um, but that most likely will happen. Seager, I don't see the Dodgers letting him go, because the Dodgers that would give them no one at short, and they would have to compete with the other shortstops as well. Right. Jackson, you know, their payroll's going to be $200 million. Who's? The Dodgers, you know, they just, they oh. keep paying every hour, $45 million a season. I mean, that's right. That's, yeah, that's. I, mean, I get, um, I, I get it. Um, I, I get it. You know, that's, <laughs> at some point, you can't pay everybody only because of the luxury tax, but it won't matter this year because. There's, um, this is watching the CBA, and I have to ask, I'm not a fan of pitchers hitting. Are you a fan when Garrett Cole has to travel to Atlanta to play the Mets, to play, uh, Washington and in Miami? And in the box with a bat on your shoulder, because, you know, I think about Chin Meng Wong, ruined his career. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shengman Wong was gonna have a great career with the Yankees, and then when he and then when he got injured, when there was no DH in National League, and it just ruined his career. Get with the program. It's time for Universal DH. My God. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, man. I think that I think that the Universal DH were there. It's time. Now, with this move of the owners and players not wanting to give. This could potentially be the last time we say baseball until 2023. Because more more likely than not, there's going to be a lockout. If there's a season next year, it's not going to be a full one. So we're probably going to go next year without baseball. And if that happens, I think I might get off Twitter. Because we all see what Twitter's like in the offseason. And if we have a whole year without baseball, oh my God. So, do you think there will be a lockout next year? No, and I would have answered this question 
differently if it wasn't for COVID and what happened last year. I don't think the owners can sustain another lost season. I think they know it. I think the players know it. I think Manfred knows it. I think that's why they, although they're going to have to give some stuff up, they're going to have to concede on some things on both sides. They're going to get this done when, when if you had asked me two years ago, I would have said, we're going to a lockout. But I think COVID changed the game, and that's the reason why they figure it out. If you're a player, what would you want? And if you're an owner, what would you want? Yeah, that's a tough question because you know what the owners want. They want more money. They want more you know, revenue coming from every area. They want these guys to go out there. What I, what I think needs to happen is they need to come to an agreement on a couple things. You know, universal DH, I think that's a no-brainer. Devinating uh, double headers after last season, I think that was actually pretty cool. Uh, starting a guy in second base at the end of the game, hated it. Um, reminded me of watching my you know kids playing like little league rules. I think that it's got to be you know injury protections for the players. There's got to be better money involved for the teams. I, I like the way baseball does. It. I think they've figured out better than anybody with the revenue sharing. Um, but they'll figure it out. I mean, the shit that they're going to argue over is going to be the stuff that none of us are going to care about. It's not going to be the big things that affect the game that what holds it up. It never is. It's always all the little shit. Uh, if you're um, if you're if you're the uh, if you're the players, and I've always said this. I know people don't like it when I say this, but Manfred's not going anywhere because he makes the owners money. As long as the owners are making money, he's going to stay. It's all about money. Owners care about the bottom line. But if you're a player, do you have to love the? Do you really love the job that Tony Clark's doing? Because as much as we like to bash Manfred, there's some Tony Clark has to get some blame too, you know. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. To be honest with you, you know, I, I don't think he's done a good job too. But, you know, they could show you, I think they showed us all last year what they could do when they need to get down to it. I don't think anybody, well, that's not true. I said that there was going to be a baseball season last year, but I know a lot of people said they were not going to play. And at the end of the day, that wasn't the case. They figured it out because um, they had to. You know, sometimes when it comes down to the money, they'll figure it out. And they did last year, so. See, if I'm a player, the one thing I... Like, 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 if if the owners want want to expand the playoffs, and that's what they wanted this year, and the players said no to that, I'll give into that. But we need Universal DH, and instead of six years before free agency, it needs to go down to five. Those those two would be my major asks. I like that. I think the owners have way too much power, and and I think they need to address the service time manipulation. I think that's a huge problem. Oh, it, nah. it threw people out of years of free agency by manipulating when they pull them up and down. I, I never. I think we're at a point where they have to address them. I mean, I mean, so let's let's let let's be fair with that also because right. Let's say if Chris Bryant never got manipulated, he'd be afraid in this year. There's no way in hell he's getting 18 plus million a season this year. So sometimes it will work out because it is in the owner's right because they do get that extra year. You know, I 
it's also stupid too, don't get me wrong, because if if the player is ready, and that's what Seattle's doing right now, they're not calling up their top prospect, and, you know, but, and that also shows me that does that team really want to win? Because if you're ready, and if you think he can truly help you win, you know what? Call him out there. And that's why I love what the Mets did. Pete Alonso was ready. They they didn't waste time. But that could also hurt him. Because if he goes back to that rookie of the year, they're going to have to pay him a lot of money. Yeah, you ain't kidding. You know, they are. Uh, let me ask you guys this. And, I, and, and I've always wanted to ask you because baseball is one of the sports that I have very least um, knowledge in because not that I don't like baseball, it's just the rules are very, like the, how MLB makes their rules is so complicated. Um, you talk, guys talk about service time and manipulating service time. So how can you able, so how can you as a play, how can you as a player's association cut down on on, on, on on managers looking service time because instead of seeing the GMs that are baseball lifers, you're seeing guys from MIT and Harvard, the as the Knicks like the Knicks like to call them the nerds, because they always find a way around the system. So how could you stop owners from manipulating service time? You gotta have better rules in place. I think that's the problem. Is that the the way that it is structured now, it allows for them to manipulate it. You know, take that away and and make it more black and white. You know, and 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 this way, these guys have a better chance to to earn money uh, and be free agents and and get their service time in. It'll be it won't be easy. It never is, but it needs to be addressed. And let's just stick with the Yankees. I was an example. The earliest is 2023. That's when we could potentially see Jason Dominguez. They might want to push that till 2024, latest 2025. Now, and and the earliest is 2023 because he's he's he still hasn't even played rookie ball yet. So so he's gonna have to do that this year. But if he can end in single A, which means which means He'll start next year in double A. And if he skyrockets and ends next year in triple A, which 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 that would mean he's just skyrocketing through the system. And the Yankees haven't had much of those. The last time the Yankee had one of those, it was a couple of years ago. He he was a relief pitcher. He he threw, I think, a little side armor. He was only in the Yankee minor leagues for a, for a year and he got lit up. So that's the good and bad when you rush a minor league player or if they just skyrocket through the minors right away. But if Dominguez is ready, the Yankees are probably not going to want to bring him up, by the way. So hopefully with this new CBA, if it's done right by Clark and Manfred, that would stop and to, to where there's going to have to be boxes checked. And if that player checks all the boxes... You know what? He 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 goes up, and this way they can start earning real livings, and they don't have to potentially do what that Cubs prospect did to get extra money. So that's that's what they should be aiming for. 
Yeah, and you know, as much as we get excited about prospects, and I talked about it earlier in the show, Esteban uh, Florial, the killer bees. I mean, how many prospects have the Yankees had in your lifetime that have fizzled out before they get there? And you hope Dominguez isn't that. You hope that he's everything they think he's going to be. But we'll never know. We'll know in two or three years what this kid's potential is, you know, and then even then he's still got to get up to the major league level and he's got to be able to perform in that area too. So we'll say it'll be interesting. I'm calling for him. It's exciting to have a prospect like that on your team for sure. Last question before my last question um, is, okay, the, are, are you confident that the Yankees are going to win the World Series? Is this the year? Is this is it? Because I'm tired. It's been 11 years. I'm sick and tired of Chase for 28. It's getting annoying. Is this the year? Yes. I think this is it, man. I think this close as they're going to be. Um, you know, and I think that they have the team together to do it. I said Yankees, Dodgers, Yankees, and... Okay. Um... I I hope so because ever since 20, 2016 came around and we saw all these baby bombers commercials and they sold us hey this could be a nineties run man we we could win not one not two but maybe a couple of championships here and uh you know so so far we got rooked man. Not, 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 even though a World Series parent is, isn't enough for me, we haven't even got that. We haven't even got that. And people can point to 2017 all you want, and I understand. Pe- people can point to 2019 all you want. But, again, until the running and scoring position changes, until they get timely hits, I'm sorry. No, no one can convince me why all of a sudden, that changes because we've had multiple, multiple years where Yankees have not had the hits once that man gets to second base. Yep, I agree. I agree, Mike. Well, time will tell if the Yankees will come on. But as always, Mike, listen, you and your lovely wife, we truly appreciate you having on. Thank you so much for coming on. We hope to have you have on again real soon. Enjoy the foodie, and let's go, Yankees. I like it. Thank you very much, man. We were appreciative of the opportunity. We love hanging with you guys. Call us anytime. Always, always, buddy.